0: Hi, guys, and welcome back to And So It Goes with me, your host, Kiara Callahan. I cannot believe that this is already episode number three. I feel like every episode I say, I cannot believe, blah, 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 but it's genuinely because I'm so excited to sit down and record this episode with you guys every single week. This is actually my third time sitting down to record this episode. It is a little annoying, but it's okay. We knew that starting a podcast would come with its trials and errors, with its little bumps in the road. So we're going through it. We're pushing through. It is currently Tuesday. It is 10 o'clock at night. And I set this podcast to upload on Wednesdays at six in the morning. So I have a long night ahead of me. So because of that, I figured I would break this episode into two pieces. Originally, it was all going to be in one episode. But just given the little bit of a time constraint I have currently, I'm going to split it up into two. So this entire episode was going to be all about moving, my moving tips, how to adjust and thrive in your new area. But just due to the time constraint, I'm breaking it up into two parts. So part one is going to be the 10 tips that you need in order to help you move out. And then part two, which I hope to upload this Friday, that way you guys can get two fun little episodes in one week, is going to be all about how to adjust and thrive in your new area. So with that being said, now that we know about the little bit of technical difficulties that I have had going on, we're going to keep moving forward and we're going to kick it off with my sunrises and my sunsets. Again, a little disclaimer, if you didn't know or if you forgot, my sunrises are my highs of the week and my sunsets are my lows of the week. So I'm going to tell this like a little bit of a story time just because I feel like it helps you guys get to know me a little bit better, get to know my daily life or experiences a little bit nicer. So there's actually going to be two sunrises this week and the first one is that this weekend in general was pretty much a huge sunrise. It was so fun. I got out of the apartment, I explored Miami a little bit more, I saw some areas, we did fun things, so I'm going to break it down day by day. Since it was MLK Day weekend, I had a day off on Monday, it was a three-day weekend, so we tried to fit in as much as we could this weekend just to kind of get ourselves out of the house. So on Saturday, we went out to brunch. I had probably the best cinnamon roll pancakes that I have ever had in my entire life, and that's coming from me, somebody who loves cinnamon buns to begin with, as well as cinnamon roll pancakes and anything that has to do with cinnamon and icing. These were honestly so good. I'm just dreaming about them. Like as I'm speaking about them, they were, I, I cannot wait to go back. That's just end of story. I can't wait to go back and eat those. They were just that good. But basically, we went and explored Coconut Grove, which is a small suburb right outside of Miami. And it was just kind of fun to be out of the city and just kind of slow it down a little bit. This little town was so cute. It had like a whole street of shops and restaurants and things to do. We ended up stopping by in a bookstore and it was so cute. It was very like... Pinterest aesthetic. It was the vibes were there. The vibes were all there. I loved it. I didn't end up buying a book. They were out of stock on the book I wanted and they didn't have the other two books that I actually wanted to buy. Once we got back, I ended up purchasing those books, but more on books a little bit later in this episode. After we left Coconut Grove, we headed out to Vizcaya Gardens, which if you're ever in the area, I highly, highly recommend you guys come visit these. The gardens sit on 10 acres of land and in the middle of that is a Spanish-Italian-styled mansion that was built in the 1900s it is absolutely stunning it sits on the bay you will be mesmerized by the water it was so beautiful we were there for about four four and a half hours just exploring all the gardens and the entire mansion you got to go into every single room and it gave you a little bit detail and stories of the actual family that lived there the person who built it the reason why they built it I was just captured by the water. I could sit out there all day and just look out onto the bay. But you guys already know that's one of my favorite things to do. Just sit by the water. I hear the sounds of the water. It's just so relaxing and peaceful. And once we finish exploring all of the gardens, actually, I'll probably end up posting a little bit more about them on my personal Instagram. So make sure to follow me on there. It's at Kiera. K E A R A A Callahan, C A L L A H A N, as well as the podcast Instagram, which is at And So It Goes Podcast. Make sure to follow both of those so that you guys can stay up to date with my day to day, the behind the scenes, and everything related to my life and the podcast. Enough of myself plugging all my social media. These gardens were so, so beautiful. I was obsessed with them. But once we left there, it was almost four o'clock at that point, and we decided to head to the beach for a nice little sunset at the beach. And it was so beautiful. I'm so glad glad we went and watched the sunset. It was probably one of the prettiest sunsets I've seen in a while. It was so pretty and pastel and it had all the pinks and purples and orange hues in it. It was so stunning. I I cannot stop talking about it and obviously you guys know I literally call this segment my sunrises and my sunsets because I'm so obsessed with the sunrise and the sunset but I'm so glad I did. I wasn't going to go in for a dip. I wasn't going to bring my bathing suit but I did and it was so peaceful, so calming, so beautiful. I got so many cute pictures and videos I'm just obsessed and there's this one photo I have and this bird is like majestically flying through it here's a tip for you guys take all your photos and live photos because you can turn them into mini videos and they're just so cute to rewatch we used sunday as our typical sunday and did all of our sunday activities so we went grocery shopping we cleaned up around the house we did some laundry we did our sheets just because we didn't want to waste our monday doing that like our extra day off we didn't want to do all the cleaning and all the chores so we got that out of the way on. Sunday especially since Sunday was also a very much gloomy and rainy day remember I don't call these gross days or ugly days I call them my cozy days so we did all the cozy things all the cozy essentials after we came back from grocery shopping I created some content and we pretty much just laid out on the couch and had ourselves a little relaxing day slash afternoon and then Monday since it was our day off we decided to make the most of it and we had breakfast here at the apartment and then we went out to Miami Beach because we had signed up for a candle making class which was so fun if you guys have anything similar around you I definitely recommend signing up for a class it was so cute it was about an hour long and basically you choose everything that you need to make your candle so we chose the vase or the vessel as they like to call it we chose the scent the color the little decorations that you wanted to put on top we put flower petals and sparkles it was so cute so fun and honestly pretty Affordable. The entire class/slash experience/slash keeping your candle and making your candle was $50. And I feel like a lot of candles can get expensive. So getting the experience and getting to keep the candle was so much more fun. I always wanted to do like the wine and paint type of thing. So I'm glad I was able to do this candle making class. And then after we did that, we just went out and walked around South Beach, got some tacos for lunch. And we also had tickets to another art exhibit. We went to Arctic House and Arctic House has three different locations. There's one in DC, which was the original, I want to say it was opened in 2017 or 18. And then there's one in Miami and one in New York. I used to live about 30 minutes from the one in DC. And I always wanted to go but I just never found the time to go between going to school, going abroad, having an internship and just having a lot of things going on in my life. I never found a to go but i'm so glad i ended up going it was such a fun interactive art exhibit the theme of this art exhibit was tokyo set a hundred years from now and it was basically a place that relied too much on technology and not enough on nature and doing things on your own and it was really cool because a lot of the art exhibits were heat centered So in one, it was kind of like a kitchen and you can put your hand over pots and pans and it would make like a sizzling noise. Like if you were cooking eggs and baking and then if you put your hand on top of another pot, it sounded like it was boiling water. And then there's some games that you could play just while using your hands and some other experiences and exhibits that they had within the whole event. I am such a fiend for things that are interactive because I just like touch. I feel like my sense of touch is so important. Like for example, when I go shopping, I touch everything like the clothes, the jackets, I wanna make sure it feels good as well as looks good. So the fact that this whole exhibit was interactive was so fun. I love museums in general, but I love the ones that are interactive because the ones that aren't interactive, the ones that you just have to kind of stand around and walk and read descriptions, can get kind of boring, and I end up inevitably skimming through those descriptions, which is so bad because that's half the point of that museum is like you learn from those descriptions. So if they can have interactive pieces, it just makes it so much more worthwhile. That was pretty much my main sunrise was just this weekend in general. It was so fun. We really just got ourselves out of the apartment because sometimes during the week, since we both work nine to 5s we we're just stuck between these four walls and. And it's great I love the view I love everything about the apartment but it can get a little bit boring so I'm glad we got out there and got some fresh air but as for my second sunrise this one I mentioned a little bit in the last episode last week we had ordered some furniture for the apartment and we had ordered some new pieces for the apartment and I'm so excited to say that they actually all pretty much came in today like Tuesday and I am so excited we put together the coffee table and it's so beautiful I love it now we can actually put our candles and our coffee table books and store blankets under there we also built a little love seat for the balcony as well as put together the foldable chairs and the foldable table that we got for there so it's all kind of coming together a little bit our tv console also came because if you guys haven't heard me already probably for like the fifth time our tv has been sitting on the floor since the day we moved in and we haven't had anything to put it on so, I'm so excited that we have a TV console just to get it up off the floor. We didn't end up putting it together today just because I had to record the podcast and we had to do a whole bunch of other stuff this afternoon. But it will be put together tomorrow and hopefully I'll post about it soon because I feel like everyone now knows about my TV and my lack of TV console. So, I'm excited that the apartment's finally coming a little bit more put together, finally feeling a little bit more like a home and not so much for blank white walls. And with that, my sunset of the week is that I felt. a little bit more unmotivated to wake up early I know in the very very beginning of the year so like three weeks ago two and a half weeks ago everyone's so into their goals and their new year's resolution and trying to be the best you that you can be and I'm still super into that but I think last week I pushed myself a little bit too hard I had a lot going on I had a lot of deadlines I had a lot of content create and I had a lot of meetings and things to do with my nine to five job so I was juggling a lot more than I probably could handle and I think I burnt myself out a little bit last week so because of all that because of everything that I had going on I didn't really have the motivation and or the energy to wake up at 6 30 in the morning and I ended up snoozing my alarm pretty much every day that week and didn't go to the gym I don't think a single day I think maybe I went once or twice which isn't bad it's better than I had been doing but I want to get back on track I want to make sure it becomes a lifestyle and not so much a chore so this week I'm hoping that I get a little bit more rest make sure I'm taking care of myself but also make sure I'm getting up and getting a lot more done because there's just so much I can do between the hours of 6.30 and 9 in the morning before I start working. I also want to make sure that anytime I sit down to eat breakfast, I'm relaxed and not juggling multiple tasks because I usually eat breakfast, do my journaling, make my to-do list, I'm creating content, I'm editing something all on the side. I want to just be able to sit, eat my breakfast, enjoy it, watch the view of the skyline and prepare for work and not having to worry about everything else at once. I think just even waking up at 6 30 even 7 is gonna give me so much more time to do what I need to do and with that let's just get right on into my top 10 tips that you need when it comes to moving out and these are obviously going to help you a little bit more once you've already found your apartment once you're getting ready to move out but if you're not in that stage of life yet this is just going to help you to plan ahead for the future and that just really much ties it in with my first tip. It's to plan ahead. I am such a type A person and I like to make sure everything is set in stone. I have all the paperwork. I have everything that I need for things. One of these tips is to tour your apartment And I know it can be a little bit difficult with COVID and you can't do everything in person, but I was lucky enough that my realtor was able to actually tour the unit for me because I was still in Virginia. She was able to FaceTime me and tour the unit via FaceTime. I also had the floor plan so I could look at that while going on the FaceTime with her at the same time. I was lucky enough that once I did sign the lease, I was able to come and actually tour the unit. I feel like if I didn't get that initial FaceTime tour or even if you get a virtual video tour of the unit, if I didn't get that, I don't know if I would have been so ready to sign a lease with this unit just because sometimes a floor plan looks much nicer than the actual unit may look so make sure you get some sort of verification that your place is a real place you don't want to get scammed also when it comes to booking movers or booking moving trucks make sure you do that in advance i thought i did mine well in advance to be fine i booked the moving truck a month in advance and even with that so many of the smaller trucks which is what we are looking for since we didn't have all that much furniture were fully booked for like two and a half months after the date that we needed it. So we ended up having to get a slightly larger truck. That is fine. We got a truck nonetheless. Also, I encourage you to shop a lot for these things. Look at different websites. Look at different companies. Try to find coupons or discounts because it's expensive. Moving's expensive. And if you can save a little bit money here or there, definitely encourage you to do so. I know I shopped around like Penske and Budget and U-Haul to try to find the best deal. And I ended up finding a really good deal for the moving truck. Tip number two is to start shopping for your apartment now even if you aren't planning to move out anytime soon because it just lessens the strain that you put on your wallet. When it comes to moving out, you should already have some money saved up, or at least you should hopefully have some sort of money saved up. Hopefully you have a job lined up or you've started working already and you're able to save up some money. I was able to start saving about a year and some months before I actually decided to move out and that kind of just helped me financially pay for the rent and pay for furnishing your apartment because it can get super expensive, super fast. And that was even with me looking for deals and shopping secondhand and all of that stuff. But start shopping now because if you buy a little bit here and a little bit there and a little bit over there, it won't feel like a lot of money because you're buying little by little at smaller increments rather than you doing like a huge haul all at once. I feel like that hurts your wallet a little bit more. You can feel that pain more up front. Also make a list. Add everything that you may think you need on that list, and as you start shopping, start crossing those things off, and especially if you're living with a roommate, make sure to share the list because on moving day, you don't want to show up with two TVs, two toasters, three blenders. You want to make sure you have every necessary item, but not duplicates of every item. Number four is to have a huge closet clean out or huge cleanup of your space. I had been living in my childhood bedroom pretty much my entire life, and it saw a lot, and it kind of got very cluttered throughout the years. I would go off to college and come home and bring stuff and then go off to college and come back and bring some more stuff. And after high school, I left a lot of binders and notebooks that I thought I may need. So when it came time to moving out, I didn't realize how much junk and clutter... I'd actually accumulated throughout the years. I still had shirts and pants and shorts from when I was in middle school and high school that I hadn't touched or worn in years and they were basically just collecting dust in my closet. So if you watch me on YouTube, I think I did two closet cleanouts within months of me moving out and even with that, I feel like I still have way too many clothes that I need. I went from living in a place that has four seasons to a place that's basically summer all year round and I still have about 10 coats. I still have so many sweaters. I think I still have more fall winter clothes than I actually do summer clothes and I need summer clothes because it's constantly 70 plus degrees here. I might even still do a little closet clean out here since I've already been settled in. I obviously didn't donate all my winter clothes because I still go back home in the winter and who knows I might go somewhere cold for a vacation or something like that so I wanted to have some but I didn't want to get rid of all but I think I should have gotten maybe rid of a little bit more than I actually have. I've always wanted to have a capsule wardrobe but I just don't think I have the will or ability to have a capsule wardrobe I think I like clothes a little bit too much but I do want to consolidate my clothes a little bit more even when it came to cleaning my desk I had so many papers I just I had trash bags full of just junk that I ended up donating and selling and everything so I recommend if you do a closet clean out or if you clean out your room or wherever you are put everything into three piles a buy a sell and a keep That way it keeps you organized and that way you make sure you're getting rid of stuff that you don't actually need. I'm also just a huge visual person, so I make vision boards for everything. Again, bringing it back to my YouTube channel, I think I have at least two videos of me making my vision boards. I make one every year for the new year for my goals, but I also just make things for random things. So I encourage you, if you are visual like me, make a vision board for your ideal apartment or the color scheme you want or the kind of look you want your apartment to be. I knew going into it that I wanted a white couch, so I started making a vision board that revolved around having a white couch. I chose to have a neutral color scheme, but I also wanted pops of color in the decor and in the flowers and things like that. I wanted it to be very beachy and breezy, but I didn't want it to be that tacky, cliche type of beach where you have a lamp that has seashells in it and you have a sign that says like beach this way with an arrow. I didn't want that kind of beach stuff. I wanted it to resemble a beach. So instead of getting a rug with different hues of blue, I got a rug that's mixed material, that's very textured, that's white, cream, beige, tan, so it looks like sand without being tacky. So instead of going for the cliché thing, unless that's, I guess, to each their own, I guess that's what I'm trying to say, I wanted to go more for the textured, but all of that helped when it came to making my vision board, I was able to put all of that on my vision board and then find the pieces that aligned with everything that was on that vision board. Tip number six is to pack early, go buy your moving boxes, go on Facebook marketplace and see if people are just giving away free boxes. Also, if you go to big retail stores, a lot of them just give away boxes because they're going to throw them out anyway. So they'll just give them to you when it comes to packing organize all your boxes by room so when you start packing put everything that goes into the kitchen in certain boxes and label it kitchen and then everything for the living room and the living room boxes and then everything for the bedroom and the bathroom in their own boxes you get the gist that way everything's separated and when you go to move and unpack everything you can just put all the boxes in their designated areas and you can just start doing little by little i also went a little bit overboard with each box i labeled for example example bathroom and then I would also label containers, makeup, skincare, whatever was in that box. I would label it a little bit more in detail so that I knew everything for the most part that was in those boxes. So if I was looking for something I can kind of just go around to the boxes and just see what's in it. Tip number seven is that use a Facebook marketplace. Obviously be a little cautious because Some people try to scam you. Some people aren't actually selling you the real deal. But you can save so much money on Facebook Marketplace. Also, especially if it's your first place, I don't think you need to fully spend all your money on furnishing your first place. You can do it little by little. You can get some antiques. You can shove around, get donations doesn't need to be perfect. It's your first apartment. And I saved so much money. I was able to find a kitchen table, which I think was going to be around $150. I think I spent $100 on it. Both of our nightstands combined were $75. And online, if we got them at Ikea, they would have been $150 as well. And my desk, I'm the type of person that once I see something I like, I won't be happy nine times out of ten if I don't have it. The desk I really wanted was $400 and I just knew I wasn't going to spend that much money on a desk. Like to me, there's no point in spending that much money on a desk. I'd rather spend that money on other things. So I went through Facebook Marketplace and I found a desk that I knew I could be happy with and I spent $50. $50 on a desk. I ended up saving $350, which I was able to use to buy other things for the apartment and other things that were needed without spending that much more money because I ended up saving a lot of money. So definitely check Facebook Marketplace. It can be a hit or a miss. Lately, I haven't had that much luck when it's come down to me trying to find stuff for the apartment. But before, I did have really good luck. So be patient with it. Something good will come inevitably. And then tip number eight is to create a budget It's better to understand your monthly income as well as your biweekly paycheck or however often you get paid. That way, you know, you're not overspending. You know, you have enough money to pay your rent every month. And this also helps you understand how much you can spend and where you can allocate your money to. So I know I put a certain percent of every paycheck towards my retirement account, towards my saving, towards food, towards eating out. shopping all of it has a percentage obviously you can deviate a little bit from this and once you move i doubt you will follow your budget to a t i am just now starting to follow my budget a little better and it's january it's been two and a half months since i moved out it's probably closer to three months at this point and that's because when you first move there's a lot of hidden expenses that you don't realize like one day i was cooking and i didn't realize i didn't have a lemon squeezer and that's fine and those aren't that expensive, but there are little things that pop up because you don't actually end up getting every single thing you need. Every now and then, it's still like, oh, we need more hangers, or we need some shelves, or we need hooks, so we're still buying things for the apartment. Not on as large of a scale as we had been, but there's definitely still little expenses that I don't account for in my budget because we're still trying to get acclimated to living in this space and trying to get everything that we need to live in this space. Number nine is to say your goodbyes. Before I moved out, I reached out to and friends that I wanted to say goodbye to that I wanted to get coffee lunch or dinner with I didn't have the opportunity to get together with everyone that I wanted to only because a lot of people had moved away by then or they were busy with work but also your time flies by the time i had signed my lease to the time I was going to move in it was three months and I swear one day I blinked and it was time to move out so it's just kind of hard sometimes to navigate it all with different people's schedules and working and all that stuff so I encourage you guys to put yourself out there a little bit more make sure you say bye to the people that mean a lot to you and care for you and make sure to say bye to your family and spend time with them spend quality time with them and keep in touch with those people because it's a little bit harder once you graduate college you're no longer living on the same hall or right across the street from all of these people and everyone has their own lives so keep in touch with those you want to keep in touch with and make sure you reach out to those people that you want to talk to and say you're goodbyes to especially if you're like me and you not only move to a different city but an entire different state if you move to like the next city over, I understand you might not need to say goodbye because you can easily just drive to them, but no one that I know or like none of my friends live in Florida, so I kind of had to reach out to them and make sure I said my goodbyes to them before I moved. And then the last tip, it's to have fun and relax because moving is stressful. Make sure you take it slow and take it easy. Just know, like I had mentioned, you will not have everything you need as soon as you move. There's those little things that start to pop up as you start to settle in and you can slow start buying more things once you move in but really take time to capture the moment take time to be present in the moment because moving out for the first time is so stressful but so fun and it's scary but exciting because it's really it's all you it's all on you this is your life it's basically moving out was all I had dreamed of when I was little. I was so excited to grow up and have my own apartment and decorate the entire place and make it cute and make it mine. You can eat breakfast for dinner. You can have dessert before your dinner. You can have pizza whenever you want. Like, It's all on you. You make the decision, so have fun, enjoy it, because life really hits you fast once you move out. You really do start to feel like you're an adult, even though you may not feel like one. You technically are one. So enjoy it all, enjoy the moment, have fun, and make sure you're resting and relaxing at the same time. And with that being said, you guys know I close out every episode with my intention of the week. Last week's intention, as a little recap, was to scroll less and do more, and I think I did well, because I ended up finishing a book I ended up starting a new book. I created a lot of content. I cleaned around the house and I cut my screen time in half. I had been on my phone the week prior for about four to five and a half hours every day, which is insane. It is so much time. It's almost a little bit embarrassing. And this past week, it was two to three and a half hours per day, which I think for me is still a lot. But also I do a lot of online stuff, a lot of content. So I think there's definitely a balance there because a lot of it is part of my part time job. But a lot of it is just me endlessly scrolling on TikTok. So That's something I want to improve on. But for this week, my intention is to prioritize waking up early and exploring and leaving the apartment more. I think this weekend really just kicked me in the butt, like made me realize how much I love going out there. And it doesn't need to be anything crazy. I don't need to go to any museums or art exhibits, but I really just want to get some fresh air, Even if it's just walking down the street to get Starbucks or walking to the bayfront and just watching the water or the sunset or whatever, those little things in life, those little moments make it all the more worthwhile. That's my intention of the week. And as always, I'll ask you guys on Instagram stories to share your intentions of the week. But with all that being said, thank you so much for listening to this episode. And make sure you stay tuned for Friday because I'm uploading part two of this episode. So with that being said, I'll see you guys on Friday. Bye.